This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. What? Jody, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Okay, now. I hope you fucking overdose on cocaine! Now, let's say Poe Boys Podcast. Welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast! How can we fuck your day up? <laughs> Beautiful. Welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast! We don't think rape is good, but we turn a blind eye! Rape! 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 On the first fucking date! I know we've had a lot of troll attention lately, and that doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It scares me a little bit, if you want me to be honest, because that's the thing is, I don't know what these people are going to do. I know that I say whatever the fuck I think is the funny or right thing to say at the time. And what I don't need are internet sleuth generation children like these who can just type in some stuff and figure stuff out. Yes. Hearing me say the N word hard R. Right. In full jest. I'm kidding. Correct. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like turn around and send that to somebody and be like, bro, you can't even what quote, are you doing? Yeah, you can't even quote somebody <laughs> that said Yeah, I was singing NWA. Right. Chill the fuck out. Yes. I am a man in a constant sorrow. I've seen trouble all my The place where I was born and raised. The place where he was born and raised. For six long years I've been in trouble. No pleasures here on earth I've found. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I am your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And joining me tonight, uh, my friend, my brother from another mother, my partner in crime, uh, co-host of the Rubberneckers Podcast, host of the Boomer Bunker Podcast, the Brand X Podcast. We could go all day. Sir, <laughs> yes, uh, everyone, please, please welcome <laughs> the illustrious, the best kept secret in podcasting, Mr. John, Jonald J. Jamingo. I got to tell you, it's been a long, I mean, we've done this for over a year now with the Rubberneckers. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy doing Rubberneckers with you. Oh, but, that's but we sweet. Are, I hate fucking talking to you. But we are going every to, week. But we are going to end it in 11 episodes at yeah. episode 100. And I've never done that before. And I got to tell you, this was the one week that we were off because we have other content. Mm-hmm. And all day Thursday, I, I had this anxiety in my chest. Like I you wasn't itch. I wasn't getting ready. I wasn't <laughs> getting ready. I'm like, and I kept saying to myself, oh, we're not doing it tonight. Okay, we're not doing it tonight. So, yeah, I'm going to miss hanging out and recording with you every week. Oh, well, that's very sweet, Jamingo. I'm going to miss you, too. I think the the whole point with Rubberneckers, like, I come into the show, what was it, episode 30, 20, 30-something, 30 somewhere around there? I, you know what? I should have looked that up. I don't know that. But I do know. I've been there for a long time. I think I'm the second 
uh, most highest consecutive co-host besides you now. Yes, that's definitely true. <laughs> uh, but the last time I was on this show was May 10th, 2019. Well, mm-hmm. that's when it was released. Who knows when we recorded it? Yeah, it was probably a year before that. <laughs> so, like, here's what's funny. Uh, there was an invitation for John to come on this show, I would say, about oh. seven, eight, seven months ago. Maybe. I forgot about that. And what had happened was, is we went through all kinds of shenanigans and co-hosts and stuff on the Rubberneckers podcast. And at that point, the weekend that I decided to schedule John, I'm pretty sure, was the weekend that you met our friend Eugene, the audio engineer. And I don't think it was a good week. I think John almost quit podcasting altogether <laughs> that week. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Podcasting has taught me a lot. A lot about myself. Yeah. A lot about how, how to handle adversity. A lot about how to get over myself. A lot about how to handle situations where, you know, I, I go – one of my first things to do is to go to anger. And yeah. sometimes – It's I all reliable for you at the end of the day, John. It is. It's all, hey, listen. It's always worked for me. So It's gotten you this far. <laughs> kind of, sort of. I mean, like every freak out I do seems to go viral in, yeah. in kind of a way. So, all of them. But yeah, the, the legendary hits for sure. I've, I've loved listening to you freak the fuck out since the first time I heard it, John. And I believe that was many years ago at this point. So it's part of the reason why I came in to hang out with you. Like, I like getting you revved up just as any bunch as anybody else, but I like to see you have a good time. So hopefully we've at least fulfilled that in the last year of service yeah, to the and, audio listeners. And listen, I still have the boomer bunker, so I can always freak out with Bob on Bob with Bob for yeah. every, once a week. The other thing with Robert, so he, okay. So the thing with podcasting is, I, I hate to say this because people jump down my throat. I, I try to be a perfectionist. I try mm-hmm. to make a, a good show, a, a show that sounds good, that, you know, hopefully we put out some interesting, entertaining content. Might not always be funny, but interesting and entertaining. And then once you record, it's like hunting. Once you pull the trigger, the fun is over. Once you stop recording, the fun is over. So then you have to do – and my the hardest part I have is doing the promotion. I'm not good at it. I don't like it. And I felt like I was doing three podcasts bad. Right. And promoting all three of them. And not promoting, and not promoting oh, all three no. of them. Yeah. And, that, you know, again, I feel like Rubberneckers could have probably been better if we promoted it more. I, I take full responsibility for that. I don't think, you know, I'm not saying that we did a bad job. What I think, like, the closure that we will gain from this is knowing that both of us could comfortably come into a show that seemingly is just an open format and make it our own thing and not kill each other in the process. Like, everybody always said it was you. First there was Devin and then Dave and Andrew and Bob and fucking Edward and Josh. And Is it Jamingo? I don't know. I've been here the whole time and me and him haven't even fought once. Maybe you guys are just a bunch of cunts. Well, the other thing is, too, that I'm very hard to work with, and you seem to smooth things over. You had to go out and put out all the fucking fires that I started yeah. with my shenanigans, and you did to a certain extent. Yeah, I'm very convincing, and I think we've we've righted all the wrongs. We've Well, not all of them. I'm sure there's a few floating around in there. Matter of fact, is there any, like, at this point with Rubberneckers or just in podcasting in general, has there, have there any, been any enemies that you've made thus far that – you would like to see the bridge built 
or anybody that's on the other side now, just kind of fuck them. I, I can't think of one person that I would say that I'm, I'm like a regret, as it were, somebody that you regret blowing up and going off on that you haven't made some kind of amends for. No, honest to God, no. no. I mean, even with uh, our friend Soft Weekly, you were the one that said, John, why do you fight with him? You know, he's just kind of dumb and <laughs> semi-retarded. And why would you fight with somebody like that? And I said, yeah, you're kind of right. So we kind of made amends. Now, if you listen to his show when he talks about me and when I talk about him, you would think that we're still fighting, but we're not. Yeah. Most often is just a turd. That's his lane. And it's fine. I like being a turd sometimes. Let's go over the list of the people that I had to make up with. <laughs> I'm just saying, so think about it, dude. Like over the process of the last year, Mm -hmm. we've openly mocked and talked shit about at least four people who then came on to the show and seemingly did okay. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say it's the best podcasting we've ever done, but we got through it and we weren't like hating it by the end. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. There was Carl from WATP made up with him. There was, hmm, well, Vegeta's Vegeta. I mean. I I don't hate him. Uh, he's just he's not really. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Everybody talks the kind of shit it does. That we had Vegeta on. We had uh, Proxy. Proxy. There's a there's a bridge you probably didn't think. Daddy Dave Daddy was D- subtle for a while. Who thought that Dave and I would become? I'm not saying friends, but you could say it. It's not a curse. Does it hurt your tongue? No, no. It's, it? I don't know if we're friends. I don't talk to him outside <laughs> of the show. But I think I I have a lot of respect for Dave and what he did and and the way he. You know, and what he could do. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, he hated me, and I can understand why. I was the one that started that shit, as I do. So, the one thing I can appreciate about Daddy Dom Dave is even in his seeming hatred of any one person, he's still willing to show up and talk shit to your face. Now, there's yeah. a few people that later on down the line maybe didn't get that treatment, but that's one thing I will say. Daddy was never afraid to show up, <laughs> and that's something that you can admire in a person. Just if you're going to talk to shit, do it right here while I'm sitting here so I can call you a fucking asshole to your face, too. You know, the, the last episode of Rubberneckers, I want to try to get everybody on. Yeah. And... John, it's looking like that could happen. The only one we haven't heard from is Andrew. No, I I, I messaged Andrew. He said he's in. Oh. So the only well, one okay. that I haven't heard Game from on. is Josh. The only one I haven't heard from is Josh. Yeah. Well, so, the good news is, is we have a Josh soundboard. We could probably make up for that. Right. You know what I'm saying, Josh? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically all he said anyhow. <laughs> but no, I think we... Like I said, I think the show had a lot of twists and turns, and it, it, I think it ran its course, and, and 100 episodes is fine. You know what I think? And this is just a personal opinion, why I, even when we floated the idea out there, I think it, it does put a bookend on the thing. I've never done it to before. 100, you could, you could start at one and work your way through till you get to 100. We're not going to sit here and hold your hand for the next thousand episodes because we just have to do shows every week. It's a series. Start at the beginning. Work your way through it. Hopefully, it got more fun as you go through. Yes. Like anything else. Yeah. I Like I said, I, I'm proud of it. I, I think we did okay with it. We had Carl on from WATP. It was probably one of the best episodes that I think we've ever done. It was smooth. That was the one. That was the one that I was worried about. I really didn't really? want to. I didn't want to step on my dick there because, <laughs> you know, that was going to get a lot of play. And I've never gotten to speak to Carl really, like on a show show. Like I've, his options were to do that show or do this show. And in my opinion, I don't think Carl would have had as much fun sitting here and doing like interview Carl shit. It just wouldn't have been as much fun. I bring you in here. We have stories. We talk. We laugh. We got some good jokes in. He fucking 
actually talked about it after the fact. So I feel like we did that good. I think we did. Uh, we got Vinny on after that. Another. Um, that's right. Part of the WATP universe. Right. So, yeah, we had. And like I said, there's been fights. Some of the fights mm-hmm. we've had, you know, on the podcast are epic. The fight I had with Eugene. That was pretty good. There's some fights that I had with Dave and it was just Dave, Bob and I. Right. And uh, we had and Bob would turn his camera off and shut his microphone <laughs> off and go out into the chat. <laughs> I'm fucked up. What can I tell you? I like the show Big Brother. I watch it every year. And people call me gay all the time for other reasons. But mainly, you know, oh, you watch it fucking gay trash TV stuff. And I'm like, it's kind of fun to observe. And people watch for a while. And I think anybody that happened to look in on the story arcs of the eight or nine individuals involved with this particular series would uh, definitely be at least entertained by the end of it. Yeah. Just seeing all the different angles and stuff. Like we started bringing those guys back too after a while just to check in on them and stuff. And they're all still just honoring your shit. And so, yeah. I mean, some of the best stuff is behind the scenes, like with Edward and I, when we argue, when we argue in our discord chat and then you guys argue like father and son. It's so gay. (laughs) I can't help it. You're like, you'll never be a fucking, you're always going to be a disappointment, you little shit, but I still love you. And he's like, you're not my real dad. <laughs> That's not what I said. I said, you don't, I said, <laughs> if I said, don't talk to me, I'm your client. Don't yeah. talk to me like that. You can't talk to clients that way. I'm not your fucking manager. Yeah. You, you know, cocksucker, I'm your boss. <laughs> I told him, I said, if anybody else talked to me that way, I would have fired him. I don't even know why I don't fire you, but I love that kid. I don't know. He's. He's good people. That's one thing I do appreciate about the whole journey, as it were, is you make new connections. And I think we've definitely done that. Mm -hmm. So what's up? Okay, so now I got to ask you because I have to interview you a little bit. So what's on deck for you after the final rubbernecker? I got a few people I'm going to maybe try to be more um, dependable for. I think they deserve to have my attention for a little bit. I want to talk to my buddy Bobby. Speaking of Edward, I want to talk to him a little bit. I mean, I know tons of people, and I've, I'm have i not saying that I've been neglecting all my other work, but I've kind of had other stuff going on. So, like, in the last year, I haven't met as many friends. I haven't done as many guest spots and stuff like that, and I need to kind of get back into my lane, I think, and go where I'm needed, into the land of podcast. <laughs> you, are, uh, you are definitely an excellent guest. Well, you also do that. So, okay. So as I was getting ready to do this show tonight, I started going mm-hmm. back in and, and kind of reacquainting myself with what you do. And then, so the first thing I did is I said, should I do an intervention with him? Because his shit is all, your podcast is like a teenager's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Shit's all over. I go it's to everywhere. SoundCloud. There hasn't been a podcast put up on SoundCloud in like a couple of years. Shame on you. Right. And then I go, and then I'm like, well, I guess where's his other podcast? And so then I go to your feed and I find it. And then I see all the Big Brother stuff. And then I see stuff with you and Delvin. And then you throw another thing in there. And then there's a mm-hmm. roast in there. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. It's a right. mixed bag, baby. It is definitely a mixed bag. and So am I crazy? So you're a podcast person. So you tell me what's more crazy. Having four different – and I understand that you do this, so I'm not taking a shot. I'm just asking a you're question. Not, okay. Is it crazier to have four different shows with RSS and campaigns and all kinds of shit behind it to where you're promoting you know, three different podcasts? Or 
I don't do a lot of like consistent. Like I didn't, I didn't, I've never put rubberneckers in my feed. Like that's a podcast that's it's all oh, by yeah. itself. That's I do true. like projects and series and stuff. So like if I get into a series of shows, like the Big Brother Companion hashtag BBC, that's fun. If you don't like it, you can listen to the other stuff. But at the end of the day, when, when I'm going out and promoting and doing things, I say Google search Poe Boys podcast. You look that up, you can scroll through there, and you can find everything I've ever been a part of, but I'm going to be the consistency throughout everything in there. I'm in everything on my feed. <laughs> the only thing that I think probably hurts you with this is that you won't get the search engine optimization for right. Big Brother that you would by get. mixing all the extra shit in there by mixing all by the itself. Stuff. Yeah, and Big, Brother's a, and Big Brother is something that, that people search for, and I think you hurt yourself with that. But besides that, I can understand why you do it, and that's why I said let's not – you know, I'm not going to come in here and do an intervention. Oh, and, you had to interview, intervention me. I think so. I have gotten a few downloads on this show. And I kind of like it where it's at because I feel like if more people knew about it, we'd probably get in trouble. Like I'd have to hide my wife. <laughs> so you know me, dude, and I'm talking to my wife about a show. I'm not any different when I'm talking about Big Brother. I'm saying this bitch is a fucking cunt and she'd go kill herself. Yeah, this, I'm saying all kinds of shit. Yeah, that's the – see, so one of the episodes that I really – that I listened to today as I was getting ready for this was the one with you and Almy, Jason Almy. Uh-huh. And it was a really good episode because this was. Hang on. Let me see. This is another fucking goofy thing. Is that Sugar Butt Snake Bush? Was that the name oh of that episode? Oh, my God. I don't know. You have such crazy titles. I couldn't even remember the title. But it was the one where he had just went behind the paywall because he someone yeah. found his podcast and threatened him with it. Jason Almy's episode is Sugar Butt Snake Bush and Double Dutch Rudder. Okay. And I just know, and it's so fucking autistic and stupid that I know that, but like, it's how I remember what, who's on what episode. Like it's, it's for me. It's not for anybody else. Yeah, the well, names are spastic nonsense. Sometimes it has nothing to do. Sometimes it was said in the show. Like it could be all kinds of stuff. Right. That's the same way with the last rubberneckers. Uh, what was the, la- what was the uh, title of the last rubberneckers that so- it was something uh, that Mike Moore said. Dick Clippin' Rabbis. Dick Clippin' Rabbis. And he sang it yep. to, to uh, Boot Scoop Boogie. And that's how he started the show. And I so you just grab a phrase like that, put it in there. And then people are like, how? I'm glad that you made the executive decision on that because I said we should call it Escobro Kisses. But that's a joke that I never got to use. So that would have been kind of cheating. Right. So I think yours was better. And I didn't realize that Mike said that. You opened with him going... Dick's skin rabbis. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be rubbing mushrooms. That's the, that was the title it was going to be because we, we did talk about that a lot. But for some reason, I don't know. You know Mike plays works. into that so well. He's as straight as a fucking arrow. But I know that behind, like, I've listened to WFOD for six, seven years now. Half the time they've been doing a show. And, like, I know what gets him going. So I know how to play into him too. And like he would say, Don't you use me, you puppet master motherfucker? No. I know how to make it fun and I know the stuff you'll play along with. I think Mike did great on that episode. He's my favorite guest. Let's rub mushrooms. Like <laughs> he, he gets me so excited when he gets fucking into it. <laughs> he by far is my favorite guest on Rubberneckers. Like when you say Mike's coming on, I'm like I'm like all excited. Yeah. And he says he's banned from this show for some reason because I've never asked him to come on again. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have him back on again. I talk to him every fucking day. So it's like, at least with you, I've got a few things going on where I can be like, so, John, what do you think about this? Or would you, who are some interviews that you wish you didn't have? Like, Mike and I talk every day. So it would just be me going, hey, Mike, did you see the thing? 
on Twitter about this. And he'll go, yeah, I saw it because you shared it. And then I liked it. Like, that's going to be the, the gist of our conversation unless we have something that we're doing. So I'll be honest with you. If we if I could get Mike to be the third Mike on Rubberneckers, I'd keep it going forever. Oh, Jesus. That would be a fun three Mike show. This way you don't have to worry about guests. You come in here and you play with it. He's just so much fun. And he gets it, too. He comes around and plays with the different topics that we have. I don't know if you've ever done a deep dive on WFOD. I have really, If you really want to appreciate Mike more, you should go back to, like, episode 200. That's where I started. And I've been there ever since. Every fucking Monday or Tuesday or when... From the theme song to the fucking end credits, I've listened to the episode. Now, I forget stuff because I've listened to hundreds of them at this point. But right. I'm a Mike guy. I always have been. I enjoy that motherfucker. I like his sense of humor. And he fucking makes me laugh out loud sometimes when I'm driving. And I know that it's just his stupid little podcast brain. Wheels turning. And then he goes, oh, got to make that thing. And then he goes and makes it. And it just tickles the fuck out of me. So this is with me. This is how I listen to WFOD. I uh-huh. listen to the beginning and I get up to where he does the interview and then I shut it off at the <laughs> Totally acceptable. And but here's the thing is after the interview, there's usually like a wrap up period. And here's something that's gonna blow your mind even more, John Jamingo. And I hope he doesn't mind me pulling the curtain back right now. Like the last couple months, they've been doing the shows in reverse. Yeah. So the interview is actually the start of the conversation, and then they go back and record the first half. And pretend like they didn't just already talk to the person for 20 fucking minutes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean. So, like, when I went to meet, when I went to go hang out with Mike, like, Travis came on and we talked and we went through the whole mushroom guy thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's when you went through the mushroom guy? That was when he showed me the mushroom guy. Okay. Will Will Blunderfield. Look him up. Filthy, Uh, filthy, filthy, dirty. So we did all that and it was kind of mundane and shit, you know, just kind of whatever. And then we stopped and then he hit the music and started the show. So like, it's just a weird feeling to be like, oh, we haven't been talking for the last hour, (laughs) 40 (laughs) minutes, you know. (laughs) Hey guys, how's it going? How was your day? I already know. Just kidding. I already know. Yeah. See, that's the great thing about podcasting. You can do it any which way you want to do it, which which I, I really do enjoy. So, uh, yeah, so this – well, I don't know when this will come out, but in two days, Deuce comes while. in. My friend, Deuce, comes in, and we do a brand X con. He shows up here. It's the easiest show I do. I just hit record. There's two microphones. I see him. I bring up stories. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and with him, it's like I have four stories, and we talk for two hours. Doing a podcast face-to-face, John, I think would – it would melt my panties. Like, I don't know another way to say it. Like I did it with Mike and that was fun enough, but I could imagine like a regular thing where you're sitting here actually talking to somebody and you have somebody to respond to in real time. Yeah. John, I do it every day at work. When I, when I'm fucking sitting there with my coworkers in the break room, or whatever, and I just start yapping about some nonsense and I see them just start to giggle. I'm like, Oh, you done fucked up now. And then I'm just like, and a motherfucker this and fuck you shit that fuck i don't give a shit till they're literally like sitting in the chair going god damn it man (laughs) you gotta stop and i'm like i'll never stop i'm a laughter junkie (laughs) yeah uh when i talked i have a you know the jimmy my cousin you know i'll talk to him and every day he'll call me up and we'll start talking and i'll say something he'll say god boy he says why he says the stuff that comes out of your mouth and i go hey i know this is how kind of this is kind of thing I do. Yeah. I th- that's the other thing. 
I just want to do part of the show where I can actually, instead of producing and running and pulling clips and doing everything behind the scene, I want to be able to flow like we're doing right now. I don't have to just I, play God. Just we're just <laughs> chatting, and then that way things come into your head. When you, when I'm doing all that other stuff, I don't have time to think about anything else, and then my brain goes blank, and I hate that. Yeah. It drives me insane. So I know you're getting to be an older cat, and this is no offense. Like, do you not think that it's actually healthy for you to keep firing your cylinders as much as you can? Like, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Yeah, you know, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is a good thing. That's why one of the, you know when people say, "Yeah, you're just old and fat and sitting in your basement talking to nobody," I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I don't care." It's a lot of goddamn work. Yeah, at least I'm talking. <laughs> I I don't want to be. See, my grandfather had um, Alzheimer's disease. Oh no! Yeah, and Alzheimer's dementia, like those other ones, where you just slowly lose it. I don't want to no be that. Bueno, dude. Yeah, I tell my kids all the time: get a pillow, just suffocate me in my sleep. Fuck that! Fucking put me in the back of a truck and drive off a cliff. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, that's I don't want to. The be worst that. thing ever would be to have to be the person dishing that out, and you have no idea you're doing it. Nope. Who are you? Where's my daughter? You stole my money, and I'm chasing you down the fucking stairs, butt ass naked with a fucking. I, hey, well, I don't need that in my life. Just I remember. At like 20 years old, driving down the road and seeing my grandfather hitchhiking. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Where, what the hell? How's he out of the house? Pull over, get him in the car, take him back home. My gal, before I met my wife, uh, her, she was an older girl, older lady. She was a dignified older lady. Uh, her dad had diabetes and didn't, I guess, keep an eye on his sugar. Maybe he had hypoglycemia. He had the one that sometimes he would go crazy. Oh, like, not just pass out and, like, have fucking, you know, thing. Like, full-blown episodes chasing people through the house and shit. Like, and I couldn't imagine what that would be like. I'd end up having to beat up my fucking grandpa or something. Yeah, if he I'd, charged me when I came over just to say hi, and he's just like, you took my candy. He's like, I didn't take anything. Doreen, I swear to God, I'm going to beat your ass. It's like, hold on, dude. <laughs> and then you're running through the fucking house? No. Yeah. I'm telling you, like I said, I'm, I'll be 62 in a couple of months and my father only lived to 60. Yeah. You know, and my, so you're setting the new high score now, huh? Well, for my father, my uncle lived until he was 88 and he got COVID and that took him out. Damn. But, but you know, he was even starting to lose some of his uh, faculties, but nothing like pop 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 lost his, lost his mind. And I'll be honest with you. I think it was from drinking. My grandfather used to drink a lot. Yeah. So, just ate it away. A little noodle. Not a hundred percent sure, but, yeah. Yes, I I think that was part of, part of it. But again, I I really enjoy doing what I'm doing. I would I would be lying if I said I would I would like people to listen because I would. Yeah. I don't want to get into the thing where we're so where there's so many people listen that the next thing I know somebody gets a, a you know wild hair up their ass and said something and then all of a sudden they're offended and now they're trying to cancel me for sure. And I don't know if that's I know we've had a lot of troll attention lately. And that doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It scares me a little bit, if you want me to be honest. Cause that's the thing is, I don't know what these people are going to do. I know that I say whatever the fuck I think is the funny or right thing to say at the time. And what I don't need are internet sleuth generation children like these yes. who can just type in some stuff and figure stuff out. Yes. Hearing me say the N word hard R. Right. In full jest. I'm kidding. 
I, Correct. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you, like turn around and send that to somebody and be like, bro, you can't even what quote, are you doing? Yeah, you can't even quote somebody <laughs> that's saying yeah, I was singing NWA. Right. Chill the fuck out. Yes. I, I listen, I get it. And I know, listen, I don't know if you do topics, but since we're on this subject, I want to get your, I know, I want to get your, uh, opinion on this. Now, I know you're not a big NASCAR fan, but a guy named Noah Grayson, he, he is, uh, a NASCAR driver, was, was a NASCAR driver. Uh oh. And he's not a NASCAR driver anymore because he liked. Boogity, boogity, boogity. And then he said the N word. No. (laughs) This is what he did. He liked that. Uh, image on Instagram. Now, oh. let me explain the image because, all right, so what it is, is it you is... you do the voice? Uh, well, maybe. Okay. So let me do it first. So there's a crab body with George mm-hmm. Floyd's George Floyd's head on it. Face. Face. And it says, under the knee, under the knee, like from, uh, what's the name of that? Uh, the Little Mermaid. You know, oh, under you the it. sea, under the knee. All he did... Was he liked that meme on Instagram? Yeah. People saw that he liked it. They made a big stink, and he immediately got suspended. Damn. They took his job away for like putting a heart on a Instagram post, and now Thought he's police. unemployed. How about that? See, this is what I'm talking about. This is the shit that bothers me. This is the shit that stops. Under the knee. Under the knee. You know, maybe just thought. Under you know what? Under the knee. That made me chuckle. All right. Oh, well, we can't, we cannot chuckle for the simple fact that George Floyd died the way yeah. he died. If so, this person ever finds out what, how the rubberneckers got his name, we're all going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> so there is a quote. Here it is. Here's the quote. This was from an article I read, but, and it got into the comments. And this quote really made me think. To learn who rules over you, simply find out who you are not allowed to criticize. And I was like, God damn. Oh, now we're getting deep and shit. Now we're getting deep. Because I don't care what anybody says, and I've been on a record about this. I don't think that cop killed George Floyd. I think he overdosed on fentanyl because he had some. He didn't want to get caught with it. And he put it in his mouth and it killed him. Yeah. But you know what? That video was so powerful and everybody's screaming, and they even had the time, mate. You know what's crazy, John? Like, I actually thought about this earlier today because I wanted to ask you something. Like, you ever think about, like, what if you could walk back, like, a moment? Yes. Not necessarily with you, but, like, in this case, like with George Floyd, if somebody would have walked up to fucking Derek Chauvin and put a hand on his shoulder and said, hey, dude, just chill for a minute, okay? There's fucking cameras everywhere. <laughs> you know, and just to prove the point, he might have still died. Mm-hmm. Would would Minnesota to have still burnt? Would Philadelphia and Baltimore and fucking New Orleans and everyone just still burnt shit down? You're gonna I make, don't know. You're gonna make me put the my one tin, little thing. You're gonna make me put my tinfoil hat on. Okay, I'm gonna put okay. my tinfoil hat on. A lot it, of stuff happened because it, of that. If it wasn't George Floyd, it would have been someone else. But here's the thing, though: it's been somebody else like ten more times. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple riots. There's a couple riots. People get mad and throw shit and they show up on the courthouse and stuff, but they're not wandering through traffic and fucking shutting down, priding on the Capitol lawns and shit like that. Whatever that perfect storm of COVID and what, you know, media attention and racial fucking, uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, my microphone just dropped. 
It's a black stand. He's fucking. <laughs> I stand with George Floyd. My mic stand just get on your knees. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting sick and tired of holding this mic. No more mics. No, but that's crazy. Like that would be one that I think. Yeah, maybe I might walk that one back. It could have changed a whole lot of things if somebody would have just tapped that dude and just been like, "Hey, dude, just chill the fuck out for a second, okay?" Good. <laughs> I, I agree with you there. But I just think that with COVID going on. And they found that story. If it wasn't that story, it would have been something else. The, the, my opinion, the mainstream media whipped everybody up in a frenzy, had all the white women out there simping for this. Yeah. Uh, and, and the black people are like, eh, okay. So just the other day, there was a, a white guy. He gets pulled over by the cops. They bring him to the back of the car and they ask him his name. He gives them the wrong name. They know his name. Oops. He gives him the wrong name. And the guy goes, okay, you're going to tell me your right name? He goes, that is my right name. He goes, okay, turn around. You're under arrest. The guy bolts. It's at nighttime. He bolts. It's a, it's a double highway, right? He runs, jumps a guardrail, runs across a grass medium. He's <clears> coming <throat> over the side. Cops chasing him. It's never a good sign when the guy runs, John. Right. As the guy jumps over the second guardrail, he trips and falls. Gives the cop enough time to come up behind him and hit him with the taser gun. Okay. The guy falls into the fast lane of the highway and Oops. the cops right there. And here comes a guy. I don't know how long it took 10 seconds and ran that guy clean on over and killed him. Damn. It was a white guy. No one cares. No one cares. White people are like, well, dude, you ran from the cops. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You ran from the God cops. Damn. You, you wouldn't have sat, if you would have just sat there, put your hands behind your back, you'd still be alive. Today. Hey, if you wouldn't put your head out in front of that fender, he wouldn't have been sprayed across the highway. Kevin. Right. Who gives a shit, right? <laughs> the, so what I'm saying is that the media did not make that a story. So you see the point, too. Like, you know, that's not the only black person that's been killed by police. Apparently, it happens every goddamn day. I'm just saying, any other time. How about Uvalde Police Department? Like, there's all kinds of stuff that people, if it would have happened during COVID and there was no other shit going on and they would have got the attention that it got, they might have set some shit on fire over that. But now we're just kind of in this new age where it's like, yeah, whatever. Next well, What's the next thing? I don't know if that's true because after George Floyd, whenever – well, remember, there was George Floyd and there was that other guy that the cop shot in the back like nine times. He still lived, but he's paralyzed. Was it the Wendy's guy? The, no. Oh, the Wendy's guy. They rioted in Atlanta over the Wendy's guy mm -hmm. because he I ran – I think you're talking about – what is his name? Like Armand Arberry, maybe? Something like that. And then – Cop shot him a bunch though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cop, yeah, he had a knife. He was getting in a car. There was kids in the back of the car. The guy said no and he shot him. The, the cop shot him in the back. And so – Allegedly. That, I don't no, know. It's on, it's, it's on video. <laughs> he shot him in the back. So then that happened. There was another one in Philadelphia. Nobody really knew about this because it was only a, a local thing here. Uh, the, the family calls because they've got somebody in their family that's having an episode, a mental episode. The cops come okay. up. They walk, two cops walk up to the door. As they walk up to the door, this guy comes, no shirt, shorts on, black guy, leaps down off the first step onto the street and starts chasing these cops with a knife. They back up until he's like right there. They pull out a gun. They shoot him like six times and down he goes. Yeah. And then, and they just tore up uh, downtown Philadelphia over that. Now that was the only, that was the only city. It didn't get out any further. But I mean, it's, it's like, to a really warped fucking chain reaction of events that now have left us with this very odd society now. Like, I'm kind of, I'm sheltered from it. Like, we have a few extra homeless people here. You know, the housing market prices went up a little bit, but like, I'm not getting affected like places like you and 
fucking New York and Florida and California and places like that where it's just so many more people. I can't imagine what that would have been like. Is everybody losing their goddamn minds? My rent just went up 20%. Yeah. It went up $200. That's why I decided to buy. I'll take that little bit of interest rate over the fucking the rent. Because yeah. the rent is going up, son. The price of poker is going up. It is. So this one guy clicks a picture that just <laughs> likes that, and now he's fired. And, and and not only is he fired, but NASCAR suspended him. I was Damn. like, the kid's 25 years old. It's a lot. <laughs> you get in trouble for everything now. So that's, I don't know. Maybe you need to take a break. <laughs> so, so here's what they <laughs> said. Crawl into my podcast hole and bury myself. So let me just tell you what the, so this is what the team, the, the NASCAR team said. We have made the decision to spend Noah Grayson effective immediately regarding his actions that do not represent the value of our team. Really? He liked an Instagram post. NASCAR comes back and says, we fully support Legacy Motor Club's decision to spend Noah Grayson. Following his actions on social media, NASCAR has determined that Grayson has violated this member contact 2023 NASCAR rulebook and has placed him under indefinite suspension. Damn. Indefinite. He's out of NASCAR. I hope they start doing that for all the sports, for football and basketball. And anytime somebody likes some stupid joke, you just get fired. No, I don't want to. I don't. I, want, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to say I want it to be like he liked it. I'm not happy about that he liked it, but guess what? He's allowed to like something on. No, on, dude, millionaires and sports athletes shouldn't have social media, John. What do they need the extra attention for? You know, maybe you're right, but so this is if I was. Right now, if I was a race car driver, I would take all my social media and I would hire somebody and say, you handle this. Sure. I don't want to touch anything. And if I catch you liking anything or do, because now you've got deniability, you say, well, could you, know, you imagine giving somebody that much power though? You've dealt with like discord and moderators and YouTube chats and stuff like that. Like, could you imagine giving somebody that much power? Hey, yeah, 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 sure. This is the passcode to my 1.6 million followers on fucking Twitter. Just don't say anything racist, okay? High five. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, sometimes I got to give Edward, our editor, some uh, some side eye because he over here, he says, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm like, mm, 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 no, 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 don't touch the content. Yeah. Don't get in there. I like how he always puts a hallmark <laughs> in there. It makes me smile every time he puts the grunt in there or something. When I say, take that out, and he goes, and he leaves it in. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, I I understand that. That wouldn't have happened if he had a social media manager. There's yeah. no way they would have liked that, and he'd still be racing. Now, listen, the guy's in 33rd. There's 42 cars in NASCAR. He's in 33rd place. Nobody's going to miss him. Probably would have got fired by the end of the season anyhow. Use your know. burner account, you fucking dink. Like, you don't have to use the, the big... NASCAR sponsored account. Use shit McGiggles six nine six nine twenty eight or whatever, and fucking they'll find and like all the stuff you want. They'll find your burner account. Look what they did with um, who else has burner accounts? Like Stuttering John and uh, yeah. Oh, who was the the sports guy? Was it Skip Bayless? Somebody fucked up and like sent themselves a complimentary tweet <laughs> to their own account or some shit. Didn't even log out. They're like, ah, shit. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. I've done that before. You know what you do, dude. Like, you know, you don't check your thing. And then all of a sudden they go, who the fuck are you? And it's like, oh, wrong account. <laughs> wrong one. Hey. Yeah. I've had so many Twitter accounts. Sorry, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I get it. Oh, here's another. We got breaking news. It won't be oh. breaking by the time this thing comes out. 
Break it back in. You'll be lucky if this thing comes out before your eulogy, Jamingo. I might go. just make it part of the service. Let me ask you a question. How many are in the tank right now to be edited? Right now? Yeah. Do you want me to be real honest with you? No, lie to me, motherfucker. Yeah, be honest with me. One. Just one? You just have one? Jamingo, this is the first time I've recorded this podcast in like eight months. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not good. I haven't recorded an episode of my show in eight months. Well, they I mean, don't now that. that, yeah, but now as you as you might be able to do more of these now that you're not doing rubberneckers. Well, you know the thing, man. It's and it's you got to get out and meet people. And I've asked some people, and then they kind of have bullshit with me. And I'm kind of at the point now where I'm not going to twist your fucking arm to come be on my show. Like it just kind of is what it is. I'd love to talk to you, and I reached out to say, come talk with me. Yeah. All right. I get that. That's why I'm not a big fan of interview shows and shows with guests mm-hmm. because you always have to find them and right. make sure that they do things right. It's I a like, hassle. It's a hassle. All right. So yeah, here we go. Remember this chick? Oh, yeah. With the muffin top? Hold with on. Smash? I remember her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm getting the whatever. off. And there's a reason why I'm getting the off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't okay. get too f- all right, so so everybody was on the hunt for her. Yeah, BB they, girl. They couldn't find her, right? Because she's hot. And we don't know who he is. Guess what? They found her. They found her to the day. What's so, her OnlyFans? Here it is. Her name's Tiffany Gomez. She's a vice president and client service of Elevated Brand Marketing out of Dallas, Texas. Uh huh. She lives in Brand a marketing. $2 million dollar house, and she's tried to hide everything. She she privated her Instagram. She privated her Twitter. She privated all her social media so you couldn't find her. And she doesn't even look like the same girl here with her hair down and everything because the other, ah. the other one, her hair's up. So here's the best part about it. Let me see if I can find this. Anthony Cumia. Oh, no. I'm offering $1 million to Tiffany Gomez for her first interview on Compound Media. One million dollars. So is that like doxing kind of though? Well, it's already out there. Somebody already doxed her. I don't know who doxed her. Damn. This, this guy right here, Shabat, Sebastian Gorka, Dr. G, says breaking a, alleged, allegedly the plain lady has been ID'd. And there she is. You think is. Kumi has got a million dollars just to throw at those titties? I wouldn't throw. No. I wouldn't. I'm just saying, like, hypothetically, Anthony Cumia has got some money. I know he's not broke. You think he's got a million dollars? So here's what I know. Or, oh, Kevin Brennan seems to be kind of sore about that three grand that he spent on stuttering John. I can't imagine a million dollars for the, the titty lady on the plane going, that motherfucker <laughs> is not real. Like, Well, would it drive subscriptions to his, uh, to compound media? I don't think so. So I don't don't think it's half a day. I don't think it's a good spend. I don't think it's a good spend. But so this is what I know about Opie and Anthony. Because this happened when I was listening to it and they were in Philadelphia on the radio. They do this sex for Sam thing where they run around and try and they go into a couple goes into the St. Patrick's Cathedral. They have sex there and they get caught. The people get arrested. Opie and Anthony get fired in the first year of their three-year contract. Those priests were just mad they had to stop fucking to go get the people out of the vestibule. Right. Hey, I'm not even done with my fucking sandwich here. They did not want Opie and Anthony to go to the competition, so they fired them and made them stay home for two years. Their contract was $1 million the first year, $5 Mm -hmm. million the second year, 
Or was it three? Three or five million a second year. Oh, he just said this recently, didn't he? Like announced how much they got paid. Ten million the third year. I don't know who did it. I did hear this. Ten million the third year of the contract. It was on WATP. He was That's talking about was. Kumia finally like saying out loud what their deal was. Right. So now he said about fifteen million dollars, give or take. Okay. Sounds right. Now he okay, so they got fired from there. They they come back, they go on another radio station, plus they go from there to XM, the satellite the satellite radio XM. So they were there for a while. And they were making good money there. And year after year they were making good money. So you figure if they were getting ten million dollars, let's say they were getting half of that. Let's say they're getting a third of that. Let's sure. say they're getting three million dollars a year for all the time that they were over at XM. You figure he's gotta be sitting on twenty million dollars. At least. At least at the end of the day. He runs a fucking a whole uh Okay, let's see here. What's oh, the internet? Do they lie? Does the internet lie about how much people make? Sure they do. Everybody lies. But I'm just saying, look, he, he's got to be sitting on $20 million. Plus, he has a financial guy that has been this doing real well. This is $5 million, John. I'm going to go with the internet. $5 million is still a lot of goddamn money, Jamingo. It's not like, really. I can live comfortably on five mil for the rest of my life. I'm 36. Not like not like Anthony Cumi is living. Wow. Not like that. He's not. I assume not, he just bought like a big house apartment thing, and then he just plays video games and talks to sluts all day. He sold his house in Long Island, and then he was living in an apartment while he was doing this show here. He bought a house. Well, he bought he had a house built down in South Carolina. Yep. He says the house is a million dollars. I don't know how much he spent to, to build it or whatever, but he says the house is worth a million dollars. Well, this is the Anthony Cumia update. This is a good bit. We should have brought this back. All right. So now he's now he's in. He's just signed on for a month at a hotel in downtown Manhattan. Oops. Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. And he's walking back and forth to where he's got to do this because they don't have a studio in South Carolina set up right now. So, and Anthony's a little bit younger than me. I think he's in his 60s. He might be Maybe 60. he'll do like super chats and stuff. That seems to be the new wave. All I, these fucking internet people, they get on there and they make, they dance for I the got, money. I got to tell you, super chats to me ruin uh, entertainment. Are yeah. you supposed to say something? Like, is that the deal? Like when somebody gives you money, is it just implied that you're going to say the thing? So that's why they yeah. keep paying. Yeah, they, they, they put a super chat up and then you have to read it. Now these motherfuckers are getting so greedy they won't read a two dollar super chat. Now they'll say, "Listen, we're either going to read it's got to be five dollars or above, and then sometimes it's ten dollars or above." I've listened to the kind of shows that you listen to, John. You know as well as I do, they're going to be doing like, "Hey, would you blow me?" but with racial slurs, and it's just right. going to be that. They do it all the time, every uh, time, not all the time, every yeah. single time. It's going to be some sort of a thing to make you go, "I'm sofa king." We Todd Ed. Right. I don't get it. I don't know how many times Nick Gurr has sent a uh, super <laughs> chat in. <laughs> it's an extended family, really. The guy's everywhere all at once. I don't understand I've it. Never, He's on more podcast comments than Cardiff Electric. I got to tell you, Nick Gurr has more. There's more people with that name than I think Mike Smith, which is the most popular name in the English language. Do they at least put like an H in there or something? Like, is it G H A R or E R? It's E R and it's French. Yeah, and, right. <laughs> and that's the other thing they do. They put they put stuff in there. They change their name so the the host reads it and it sounds like something else. And they try yeah, to get them in from trouble. a rusty from a rusty cock in John's butt. Two dollar super <laughs> chat. Yeah. You guys are doing great. 
Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't hate it. Cause that's the thing is I'm an entrepreneur. I get that. Get your motherfucking money. But it is interesting. The methods that some people take when they start to get it, as opposed to just trying to get it with doing what you always do. But then you start dancing for the money that makes you a whore. Kind of sure. You're a hooker. Yeah. Again, you're right. You got to make the money. You got to shake your titties around to get people, the fellas, to pull their wallets out. You do have to shake your titties around. And there's we some- got mouth titties, John. We don't have titties that you want to see in real life. We just got mouth and brain titties. That's what we're shaking around right now. Yeah. And to be honest with you, for the life of me, I don't know why people throw money at Kevin Brennan. I don't find that show entertaining. Yeah. I just, I, I try to watch it. Like, if at 4 o'clock I'm looking, I said, let me go find out what's going on over there. And it's just an old guy... Screaming out, screaming at the end, you know, screaming. Yeah, don't talk about Bob Levy like that. No, John. I'm talking about he's Kevin Brown. And he's sitting there with his phone taking pictures of all the super chats so he can go back and add them up later like a fucking boomer. Just God damn. Drives me crazy. But I never thought I would have so much money from podcasting that I would be troubled counting it. Like, ooh, let me count this part right here. Let me make sure I got that. I've been adding this shit up. That was at least $400. Like, I would enjoy it. This is, I don't do this because I want to get money from it. Money is nice. Everybody wants a little extra money. It makes you feel good about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, you're doing your thing and spending your time in here. Yeah. I, I think probably within a year or two, I might try to do something because I've never tried that before. I've never tried to make money on a podcast before. You should do the NPC thing where you're like, oh, so good. So good. <laughs> don't it, don't it, don't it. I think gang, I- gang. I think I could, if I lowered myself to that. Ooh, I need a sandwich. I think, Ooh, jiggly <laughs> thing in the back of my throat. I think I could make Thank money you. at it. Cupcakes, nom, nom, nom. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, we are, it. the, the stuff that entertains us nowadays amazes me. I told Doug from the Who's Right podcast, we're friends. I don't know his whole thing. I told him the other day, I didn't know, do you know what a fin dom is, Jamingo? No. The terminology, it's a F-I-N-D-O-M. No. So a FINDOM, that's short for financial dominatrix. Oh, oh no. I have heard of this now that you said the, said it out loud. So it's, you know, these guys with the monies, they talk to these bitches online. And usually it's just, oh, it's over the phone or in, you know, calls like this, whatever. And they basically extort money from them. That's the kink. That's a kink that I can get into. Yeah, they call them pay- extortion. I like that. See, I call them. Pe- well, I don't call them that. I've heard pay piggy. That's They're- what I told Doug. I said, you should start turning your listeners because he's always trying to get money up out of them. I said, you should turn your listeners into pay pigs. You should start a site. You should be like, what are you doing? You cheap fucking asshole. Give me some money. You short dick fucking prick. I'll come list- over to your house and beat your dad's ass and fuck your mom. <laughs> Just talking shit to his listeners on a, you know, a donate site. I think that that I think that would work with his listeners. I think that would work. I think he could squeeze out another couple thousand dollars a month doing that. Oh, Jamingo, you know what you should do? You should figure out a way to do like a digital dunk booth where you just sit by yourself and talk shit to the chats, like open it up. And you don't even have to make sense, John. You just sit there and give, say, five, ten bucks per tomato. 
and you let like figure out how to do that shit that dickhead does to where every ten dollar donation you can throw a tomato at your own face and just sit there and rake it in, dude. Here you go. Five dollars is a, a plateful whipped cream. Hit me in the face with a plateful whipped cream. Yeah. Ten dollars. Uh, they shoot me with some. Uh, they hit me with like powder or flour. Now, I'm not even talking about real life. You're going the, the extra mile. I've always said that would be a fantastic job. But I'm talking about on here with the stuff that we've seen and other people do. You should do like a fucking pay pig stream where you get on here and just talk shit to these fucking kids like hipstar guy. You hop in there and you just go, what are y'all fat, lazy, cocksucking pricks watching me and jerking off and blah, blah. And just fucking let them have it. Whatever well, he- comment comes up, you're a dumb bitch, faggot, cunt. Well, here's the thing with the, this new crop of uh, entertainers, I'm going to say, entertainers, uh-huh. really nice, where they go in and they troll other shows. They've got your, your soft your soft weekly, your soft cast, your Johnny Blade or whatever they call yeah. himself now. The Stream snipers. And this hip star guy. Yeah. So at first, you know, I went in there and it, it didn't work out well because, you know, me being a boomer, I didn't realize they would turn my volume down so they could shout over me and all that shit. So now what I do is I just go in the chat and I attack him in the chat. I just say the stupidest, goofiest shit. Yeah. The problem is they can't depend only on Super Chats because they don't make that much money. So no. they also need the chat to rely on to bring up topics. So at first they would fight back with me and I would, it would just fuel me to be worse. <laughs> and then finally I upset like a few of them and now they won't even, they won't even acknowledge me when I, they won't even let me insult them anymore. I'm like, Hey, stupid uh, asshole. And they're like, yeah. No, not yeah. going to give you acknowledgement, Chimingo. Yeah. I'm not going to play anymore. You, you're mean. You're you're an old mean fat guy. That's right, bitches. That's right. Yeah, fat guy is definitely the word they fucking used. Yeah, Christ! If I had five hours for every time somebody called me fat, I'd have fucking cumbia money. You should do that. <laughs> you call me. You can only call me fat for five hours. I'm going to show you something funny that my wife made me a long time ago, and I think you'll enjoy this. You ever heard of a pod deck? No. So my wife, she's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Like she's always looking for thoughtful shit. This is a deck of cards that you're supposed to ask your spouse. Oh, this is a spouse deck. Now here's the thing. It's funny because obviously we went through a few of these and it was fun. But after we'd known each other for fucking 12 years, a lot of these were kind of silly because like we already know most of these. So I started thumbing through them. I made a whole fucking podcast deck out of this, and I've actually used some of these questions in the thing. Would you like to play one? Sure, let's go. All right, look, I'm mean, you say when. When? <laughs> All right, hold on. Out with it. What's the farthest you've ever walked, and why did you walk there? Okay. <laughs> so here's a story. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to a concert in Philadelphia. And everybody, they they didn't want to drive there. They wanted to take public transportation. I don't know why. So you drove to a place in New Jersey. You took a speed line over into Philly, and then you took the the subway into wherever the stadium was. All fucking to do. Right, big to do. wasn't bad going down there. It was fine. We go to this concert. It's an outside concert. It's hot. You're sweaty. It's time. The concert's over. It's time to leave. We never thought about when it was time to leave. There were so many people trying to get into all the subway trains. Sure. Was, it was going to take out nightmare, 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 like fucking Hong Kong on Christmas Day. Right. So now we have to walk back t- to get a speed line. We have to walk to a, 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 it's called Locust Street. And I said, how long is it? 
And they go, oh, it's only a couple miles. Couple of miles, my a couple? dick. We walked like five miles and we were like halfway there. And at that time, you're sweaty. I've got dunk jean shorts on. We called them dunkarees back then. And I'm bad. walking and I got fat thighs and my thighs are fucking glowing from rubbing Just the together. Friction. Yeah. You started right. a small kitchen fire in your right, crotch. There, all, and I'm walking like John Wayne. I can't even keep my legs together. And I'm hot. Uh, and I said, fuck this. I'm getting a fucking cab. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking this cab to the, uh, to the speed line. And yes. they're like, we're walking. I said, I got the You're keys. You're walking. Yeah. I said, I'm I got not. the keys. That I drove everybody to the speed line. So I got in a cab and I said to the guy, all right, take me to the speed line. So they took me to the speed line. I got on there. By the, t- what, the time they got there, back to the truck, because we had beer and everything in the truck. Of course, I had two bags of ice on my balls trying to cool everything. <laughs> just up. resting. You just had all the fucking sitting in the bitch seat with all the fucking ACs blowing on you. Like, yeah. Jesus fucking titty fucking Christ. Now, I know that I've walked more, you know, rabbit hunting and stuff like that. I know I've walked more. No, but I think this is supposed to be one of those, like, I would walk 5,000 miles kind of stories. Like, where's, why did you walk there? You know, as a kid, you, back in the day, you went everywhere on bike. Everywhere you went on a bike. I remember yeah. the day that I got my driver's license, I threw my bike in the trash. You know what? I've got a seven-year-old kid right now who's not too fucking interested in riding a bike, and my wife is ate up about it because we're both bike kids. We had bikes and shit like that, and I'm just like, fucking bikes suck, dude. I said, what? So he's going to crack his goddamn face and fingers and stuff? Like, who bikes anywhere anymore? And the kids that do are retarded. They get hit by cars. I said, fuck him. He can ride a scooter a razor scooter or whatever and just get some balance then we get him something cool like a dirt bike or something like fucking stupid bike yeah riding bikes uh i ended up with uh two concussions and 43 stitches (laughs) yeah some of the only worst like accidents i ever had as a kid i remember is like oh i got to the top of the hill and said i can ride this out and forgot about the stop sign in the middle of the fucking hill yeah, we could. You're just going, 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 and then you start smoking them brakes. You got to put your shoes down, and then you fucking and you know get some hamburger meat on your fucking legs and elbows. Yeah, we would build a ramp about two and a half foot high, and we'd come down a hill, and then we would come over. And I'll never forget the guy. The time the guy went over, the, and he pulled it on his handlebars to get the front wheel to come up, and he yanked the yeah. handlebars clean off. And when he went over the top, he ripped his nutsack open, and we had to take him home with his balls ripped wide open. See, his, it's yeah. so. From looking the outside, looking in now as a 60 some odd year old fellow, like, is it better or worse? Would you rather have Internet kids who are still kind of stupid, but have all their fucking fingers and toes intact or like bored dipshits out racing fucking motorcycles and skateboards off into, you know, off the roof into people's pools and stuff like. It's the same shit. It's just now we're feeding a different. Now, I I would go, you know, if I could, I would go back. I would make the kids go outside. I would, you know, when you were it's summertime, you got thrown out of the house at 9 a.m. And you weren't allowed to come back in until dinner time, until the street lights hot. You better find somebody's got AC. Right. We drank out everybody's. Do. Yeah, we drank out everybody's <laughs> hose. You know, we would if we were out running around, we'd go over to, you know, Miss Mrs. Smith's house and we'd get the hose and we'd, you know, squirt ourselves off with the hose and everything. Can and you then, imagine if you did that now, like if some, you walked up in somebody's yard and turned the hose on, I imagine you could get shot. We knew everybody in the neighborhood because we we're always out in the neighborhood. We yeah. 
yeah. You know, Mrs. Smith, because she lived near the basketball courts, we used to say to her, Mrs. Smith, can we use the hose to get a drink? And she would always say yes. So what we would do is we would always go get her mail for her, bring her mail up to her house. You know, we, uh, sometimes we would wash her car. So, you know, uh, we, we took care of the people in the neighborhood and that, and you learned that you learn how to respect your elders. You know, yeah. now, now, I mean, again, I'm 60 and I got 30 year old guys call me an old fat faggot, but you would never do that back in the day. You would never insult somebody older. You wouldn't do that. First of all, because that was beaten into me. That was yeah. respect your elders. Whap. Yeah. If your parents found out you were doing shit like that, you'd get your ass kicked. You don't, uh-huh. Oh, you back in that. my day, the stranger could whip your ass, and then you get your ass oh. kicked again when you got home because some stranger whipped your ass. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Really? Was, oh, yeah. That would Nowadays, happen. If, they'll call the cops on both of y'all. Right. The neighbor, the neighbor, if the, if you were doing something, a neighbor caught you and gave you a SWAT for it, and then you came home and said, so-and-so gave me a SWAT. Well, what were you doing? Well, we were kicking trash cans over. Smack. Yeah. Well, Being you. That's what we were doing. And the drunk next-door neighbor came out and put hands on us. Right. And so then what you did was that your parents would grab you by the scruff of the neck and they would march you back over to the place. And then you would, yeah. after you got a smack, you'd have to go over and apologize for what you did that got you the smack. Because oh, never yeah. you're being bad either. It's you're embarrassing me. And I get that. You're making me look like a bad parent because you're being a shit. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. If you embarrass the family name, if you if you did something to, to sully the Jamingo name, oh, oh my goodness. Ring echoes to the streets of New Jersey. Yeah, Just because this motherfucker. My father had the two Jamingo bro- family cannot be trusted. They have a hellion child. Right. My brother He likes shooting cats. My and fucking stealing fucking pies out of window seals. Yeah, my father had two brothers and they had kids. So whenever one of them stepped out of line, he did something stupid. A public shaming, like a town shaming. We're like, yeah, I know your damn boys. And they catch them out in public and blow. Your granddaddy told me about you over there fucking around. Yeah. Better don't let me catch you out using my shit. I'll beat your ass. (laughs) Just from every random old lady in town. I think we do. I think we shelter kids too much now. I think they can handle a lot more than we think they can handle at the age that they are. And we shelter them. I know... Do you think it's a derivative of like you're raising though? Cause that's my thing, John. You gotta, I come from the latchkey generation. I raised myself. I didn't have two parents. I was raised by a grandma who hated me. So it was like a really awkward situation. And as a parent, I'm trying to at least be a present father and everything else. But I have days where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Like by not beating the fuck out of this kid? Cause he makes me want to beat the fuck out of him all the time. And that would be the easy solution. Okay, so I've had it both ways, okay? And to me, I think the best thing to do is to sit them down and make mm-hmm. them think through what's going on. I don't think beating a kid, all that does is make them become better liars, in my humble opinion. By the wrong. time, Yeah, when I was about 15, I could lie myself out of anything. Although, you want to catch those hands. Although being somebody that can lie your way out of anything is also a life skill. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that... Uh, you know, I raised my kids and I only had one that was that I had to get physical with. And when yeah. I say I got physical with, I would have younger to, or older, like teenage or little kid being no, a fuck. little kid, little kid. I haven't had to do anything. My kid almost kicked me in the dick today, John. He's like a hundred <laughs> pounds. Jesus. He's not a, he's a little less than that, but he's got like a size four kid shoe. He's a big little bastard. And he's like seven. He's just being a fucking asshole messing with the dog. 
And I sat him down on the recliner and I said, look, dude, like you got to get your shit together. Your mom's fucking pissed. The dog's barking. I was like, you got to stop it. And he picked his little crock foot up and almost kicked me in the dick. Like it was, he skimmed me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the, the, the amount of disrespect that I felt in that moment. And I just looked at him right in his face. And I said, if you kick me in my penis, I'll punch you in your fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> and they got to know that. And I was dead serious. I said, you need to really think your life decisions right now, dude. Cause I'm about to knock second grade out of your fucking head. Yeah. I've drugged like it was my youngest daughter. who was the, the one that's just like me. That, that was my revenge. Makes you know, sense. I would have to drag, like, she, I would say, go to your room, and she wouldn't go to her room. So I'd have to drag her up the steps. Yep. Up the steps. I say shit like that. I go, dude, I'm bigger than you. I can make you let go. Right. I don't want to do that, but I fucking will do it so fast. Yeah, and you, you put her in the room, and then she'd come running out. You, she'd come running out, and you'd grab her, and you'd put her back in the room again. And, and yep. it was like a nightmare. And I used to say to myself, why don't I just take my belt off and hit her about seven times? And I bet you she don't come out of that room anymore. But Yeah. Worked on me and get your ass smacked until you literally can't sit down on it. <laughs> My grandma used to say something. I'm going to beat your fucking ass until you cannot sit down. And I was like, that's not a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> I don't. Some think people we, pay money for it as adults, but like as a kid, yeah, you fucking just get your shit lit up constantly. Just like, fuck, stop hitting me. And then I'll do whatever you say. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Take out the garbage. But every time you turn around... I'm imaginary like pointing a shotgun at your fucking head. Like that's, is that the kind of kids you want to raise? You can't be hitting them all the time. My father used to tell me things twice. If he had to tell me the third thing, thing, he was throwing something at me or swinging at me. One or the two. He'd tell you once, he'd tell you the second time in case, in case you didn't hear you. If you didn't hear him the second time, he was either throwing something at you or swinging at you to, to get to do whatever what was. And, you know, after a while you would learn. I got a three strike rule. That's what I've been operating on. And my wife, she told me the other night I need to chill out because that's the thing is she's like, you always sound so aggressive when you talk to him. And I go, I say it nice. And you heard me. I can be nice, polite, even charming. I go, hey, buddy, would you please do this thing I need you to do right now? And he just fuck all. Don't even don't even look at me. (laughs) And I go, excuse me, young man, pause your shit. Hey, and he sees me. I go, hey, will you please do this? And he looks back at the thing that he's doing and turns his fucking shit back on. And I go, if you don't get the fuck out of the chair. <laughs> see, I think that's a, see, I think that's a problem. See, back in the day, your mother and father never fought about the punishment you got. Even if your dad stepped over your line or your mother, because sometimes mm-hmm. moms would do that, too. They never fought hands. They, they would never fight in front of you. They would always go in the bedroom and talk. And yeah. they come back and they always, my, I remember my father one time told me, he says, yeah, with, with me and your mother, we were a united front against you kids. <laughs> that was the thing. You had to be united well, front against true. you kids. Well, that's true. They weren't, you guys weren't even playing man to man. Like they were playing zone coverage. I got five. You gotta be yeah. kidding me. I'm, I was five against two. It's not even fair. Actually, it was five against, or six against one, I think, at the end of the day, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was five against, well, I mean, now. You know, we were divorced. That's one. Turns of the out she got traded to the other team, bitch. Well, that was one of the th- things that made us. That's one of the reasons we got a divorce was on on how we're supposed to raise these kids. And okay, so uh, I, you know, we're divorced now, and we did a better job apart raising those kids than we did it together. Now, again, I don't know if this interests anybody, 
but was there a lot of back and forth turmoil like when you would be with the kids versus them and they would be like well mom said this and listen you think well, dad said this over there like, you think they didn't play into that a little yeah well that's lot. that's what happened see i always said that the wife was the kid's agent like in other words something would happen and i would do our punishment and next thing you know here comes the agent Oh, the representative? The representative. <laughs> she comes in tr- in a pantsuit like Hillary Clinton. Yes, like, yes. Listen, okay. listen. My client <laughs> said that this happened. <laughs> and I'm like, well, hey, who side are you fucking on here? You know? Uh, you work for me. It's like, ah, yeah. no. So I'm now working for the interests of the state, Mr. Jamingo. Please take a seat. And there was times where I, I used to, like, the kids would do something and it was, hard, you know, and they needed to be. They needed to be disciplined, and the, and the, the agents in there, and I, and you know me, I'm like, I'll take on all you motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't care. I'm about to fill this whole <laughs> kitchen up with uppercuts. All you guys are gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I will fight. I think it's that when you're to me, when you raise your children, it's the most important job that you have. That's it. Yeah. No, whatever. What else is going on? And like right now, I laugh. You tell, say your son's seven. Wait till he's like fifteen. I'm gonna have to learn jujitsu, John. He's gonna be as big as me. I'll probably never... stronger. You know what I'm saying? Unless, well, maybe that'll be the one weakness he'll have. Is I'm a little more active, so I'll just fucking karate chop his bitch ass. I probably told this story before, but yeah, growing up back in the day, you always there was fights, there was fist fights. You didn't pick up things. There was rules. There was a fight, and when you got the better of the kid, you let him up, and you didn't hurt, you didn't kill him. You might have hurt him, but you didn't kill him. Yeah, right. it's just a difference between like scrapping too, between like cultures, because. I'm not saying it's only black kids. It's sometimes it's real hood white kids too, but there's like a different kind of fighting. Like, yeah, there's like, oh, we're just going to box a little bit and punch each other and get it sorted out. Or I'm going to knock you unconscious and try to stomp your head into the concrete. Right. Because I want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been in some pretty, I was back in the day, I've been in some pretty scrappy fights and I used to, used to fight a lot. I don't know why it was, but you used to put through car windows. Like there's certain people hitting you with bats. Like there's certain other kind of things that happen that other kids are exposed to other than just a, a friendly neighborhood scrapping. Right. The hardest I've ever been hit in my entire life was from my father. Well, that was my next question. <laughs> What's the hardest you've ever been hit? It was from my father. <laughs> I'll never forget one time. And, and I'm, I'm in my, I'm, I'm working for him. So I'm out of high school and I'm working for him. And he's got, he came home. He was doing something. He's in his suit. And I go in and I'm eating dinner. I just got done working all day. And he starts on me, blah, 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 this, whatever, whatever, whatever's going on. And I said, Dad, can I just eat, please? And then we can talk about this. I just, can I just eat dinner? I, I just want to eat dinner in peace. And I grab my dinner. So he, he continues. I grab my dinner and I go outside. So I'm sitting outside at the picnic table and I'm eating. And here he comes out in his suit with his white shirt and tie. And he yep. starts on me again. And I get up and I pick up the chicken breast that I have and I heave it at him and I hit him square in the chest. So you see the grease oh. mark on his shirt and everything. So then he comes after me and he's big and I've been hit by before and it hurts. So I pick up the bench that I'm sitting on and I swing it at him. And when I hit him it's with the, the best bench, possible weapon and you pissed him off with it, I broke the bench <laughs> over him and he picked a piece of that bench up and beat me with it. <laughs> Goddamn right. Goddamn else. Because he he said to me, I'll never let you win a fight. Yeah. I've heard a boy named Sue. All I got to do is bust this fucking bench across your teeth. And he got you up and started shanking you, huh? I hit him with that bench and it broke. It it broke into like three pieces. And he picked up like one of the long pieces and started wearing my ass out with it. And I couldn't imagine how frustrating that would be. Your own kid fucking just goes full WWF on your shit. And you're just like, oh, well, now I've got to kill him. 
<laughs> I try, but Jody, I tried to walk away. He was just he wanted to pick a fight. He just wanted to yeah. pick a fight with me, and I don't know why. And I, you know, you know what, Jamingo? How about this? I don't know your father. Never met him a day. I don't know if it was a normal occurrence or if that was just a one-off bad night. You might have saved another man's life. Uh, maybe because he might have walked around with that head full of steam, ready to pop off on somebody else. However pissed off he was at you about whatever. And luckily, you didn't hit him with your car because that could have easily been him being pissed off wandering through a fucking parking lot going, hey, buddy, buddy, you bought my fucking car with your cart. <laughs> and he, then he was a tough guy. He taught me how to work. In other words, he stayed on me. I, um, you know, when you would go out, uh, you know, when you were, well, see, we were drinking at 18, you would go out to a bar and it was like four o'clock in the morning. You're coming in and he's getting up for work. And he's like, why are you dressed like that? And I said, I'm just getting in. He goes, well, get ready. He says, well, you better get changed. We, we're leaving in an hour. Yeah, I said, I, yeah, I don't think I can make it. I'm still drunk. And he's like, excuse You're me? You're not driving. Get in the back. Yeah. He's like, I'm driving. You get in the car. And then when I would go in there, still drunk, and I would start being, he would make me, he would make me do the worst fucking horrible, sweaty, dirt, terrible, terrible jobs. And work me like a dog all day. It makes me so happy. Like from a dad point of view, it just makes me go like he's more of a man than I'll ever fucking be because I could barely get this kid to fucking do push-ups. We're working <laughs> on it. He's getting better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he would make you do it. And, and so what you learned was you if you're going to go out and do and drink like that, you better be up the next day and you better be ready for work because it's going to be – it, you know, you've got to go put in another eight hours worth of work. Yeah. So you just wouldn't do that. But that's your ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> the same, he did the same thing. He used to say to me all the time, you think that I, I've already walked this path. You think you did something that I haven't done? I'm yep. the original. You're the, you're the knockoff. Everything I just that you've said done. That to my I've kid done. the other day, John, but it is a little different now because obviously he thinks he's smarter than me because he's got computers and stuff. But he does that shit. He'll be like, oh, we should look at this thing. I go, why do you want to do that? And he's like, oh, I just want to such and such. I go, no, you don't. You want to fucking do the thing here so you can look at this? He's like, that's not why. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> no. I'm like, okay, fucko. I've done it. I've done all those things. <laughs> I I am you. Yeah. I. If, <laughs> and when I used to get in trouble with the police. He used to say, if you get in trouble with the cops, don't think, don't call me for bail money. You're staying in jail. Yeah, I don't know you, dude. And he meant it. And I, I did not want to go to jail. Like, if there's anything that would happen, I was always very respectful for the police. I did not want to go to jail. One conversation my wife and I had before we decided to have a kid. Uh, we're talking about, you know, just family stuff. And I don't know if she said something about some, like, a family member who had gone to jail, but that was the justification. I was like, oh, they've been to jail a couple times, but they're good people. And I go, yeah, everybody should go to jail once. She goes, what? <laughs> What's that shit you said? I said, everybody, any cool person should, should have at least had to be taken to jail once. She goes, don't you ever say that to our kid ever. That's a stupid thing to say. And I go, ah, just jail. <laughs> I can only remember being in the back of a cop it car. It changed my life. I was 19 at the time. I had a whole lot of other extenuating circumstances at the time. But the one brush with the law I had, that was enough for me. I'm good. I, you know, we never talk about this with you. I, to be honest with you, the, the, the upbringing that you've had, the fact that you've turned out as well as you've turned out is well, fucking I, amazing. I talk about it with my wife often. 
I'm oddly well adjusted, I think. Yeah, I, I beat little kittens and puppies and like mail them to people I don't like and stuff. Like you, you'll find this out 20 years from now when I'm, I'm uncovered. But yeah, man, like I, I think I've had a good balance of not just terrible influences and figures in my life, but also of have you, you know, done time moments. I've never done time. I got arrested. And okay. I spent uh, most of a day. Most Not quite day. 24 hours. That makes sense. Got arrested at like 10 o'clock in the morning and was there till about 6 the next morning. Wow. Slept, though. That was interesting. Yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, that is my, my uncle was in prison for a very long time. We used to visit him when I was a kid. And then I had that experience. And just having your freedom took. Like, it's one thing to be in, like, a hospital or in class. Or, like, there's places in life where you're going to be where people go, like, hey, you can't leave right now. And you're like, okay. It's not that you can't leave right now if they don't want you to. It would be in your best interest if you don't. When you go to jail and they say you can't leave right now, they mean it. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and, they, and they own you. They can do whatever they want to you. And you can't do anything to change. And you can't do anything about it. My experience with the police was thus. They were very good at the job that they were there to do. And I was a stupid kid who did not know how well equipped they were to do their job. And I was not very well equipped to handle that situation. So I didn't go to prison, but I had a pretty good run with the law. and It's affected my life to this day. So, yeah. you know, it's the things you don't think about when you're a stupid kid that, you know, they'll follow you around. I think you should be able, you know, as long, again, you did this, I don't know how many years ago. And so it's, I would say it's close to 20 years ago that you've done this. Just at least getting, 15, close. Yeah, yeah. getting close. Yeah. I, I think that things should be reevaluated. And, and at that point, you say, okay, well, this has been esponged and this is off yeah. your record. And, and now you can go do things that you could have done. I can vote. I got those, those rights back. That was easy. But the gun rights, that's a whole nother fucking ball of wax. And that's really the only other one that they take away. Once you get everything expunged or sealed or whatever it is, like my employer doesn't know. They know because we've talked about it. But like I didn't I don't have to put that on a job application anymore. That's what I would say to anybody who's got some shit following them around. That affected my life for many years because it was an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. It's a couple hundred bucks. Get to know an attorney. Fucking maybe they'll do it for you for cheaper. But if you've got a felony charge that you can get fucking sealed, you got to get that shit done. Felony? Felony charge. Yeah. And you didn't go to jail for it? I went to jail for a night. These people. This felony, dr- felony drug <laughs> possession is what oh, it was at the end of the day. I understand. It was like six or seven charges that I got charged with. But at the end of the day, the only one that they had proof of was a possession charge. Okay. So the the good lawyer gods were smiling down on me that particular day when uh, that finally happened. But, uh, yeah, that's been the the biggest pain in the ass is the gun thing. You know, I love guns. I love talking about guns. I love shooting guns. I haven't fucking laid hands on one in almost 20 years. You can't even go to a range. So here's the thing. I'm not real sure. There's a lot of gray area, but the problem is the gray area is the one that can turn on you really quickly if you're found in a situation. I could probably take a gun to go hunting. I can't buy one, but I could get a gun to go hunting with. I could buy a hunting license. Okay. I can do all that. You never know. Maybe ammunition would flag, but I don't think so because I don't know if that's an ATF thing. Hmm. 
The problem is going to be is if I ever get pulled over by a fucking Game and Fish Commission person. Yeah, it's not worth it. I've got my hunting license. I'm hunting. That's what I'm doing. Or if I get pulled over by a police officer on the way home from the fucking game from hunting. Now I'm just driving around with a gun in my car. And if you type in my name, used to. No, I think cops, it still shows. But any law enforcement stuff, if my fucking name gets typed in, then they either can take extra caution. They can make me do extra shit. They have my DNA in a system, Jamingo, already. If I do anything, any crime ever, my DNA is already in there. So all they have to do is go, oh, that's that motherfucker that lives in Arkansas. Listen, all our DNA is in the system. If you have blood draw, your DNA is in the system. I don't care what anybody says. Whether that is true. Or not. Yeah. So, okay. So some of the hardest some of the worst policing I've had is from game wardens. Mm-hmm. I had one time once uh, a game warden came over and he measured a fish and it was a quarter inch too short. And yep. he wrote me a ticket and I said, give me I'll that. take your whole boat, your truck. We'll yeah. take everything. I said, give me that fucker. I'll get a quarter inch out of it. And he got, and then I, I insult, <laughs> I insulted his mother and I called his wife some things. You just stretch his lips out and go, you fucking <laughs> so, anyhow, piece of shit. Uh, so that guy, for some reason, found me like 10 other times. Every time he found me, he tossed my vehicle. He yep. looked at my gun. He checked it for, he checked everything he could check. And every, and listen, every time he did, I motherfucked him up one side down. Like, I don't learn. So I motherfucked, I said, listen, you can, I said, you can come and do this every time. I am not, I do not hunt. I would have told him you should have told him you had something in your ass and made him look anyway. <laughs> Surprising. Yeah. Didn't look at that. But yeah, so, I got a baby. I got a baby elk right in my ass. You should look, officer. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Where do we go from here? I think we've done it all. We've said it all, haven't we? That's about it, Jamingo. We were just having a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, where where are you going from here, John? Are you got some other shit you're planning on trying to do? Or are you just going to stick with the bunker and the brand X and lean I, into that more? I want to lean into the bunker and the brand X. Uh, I think you should throw Pay Piggy in on the side somewhere, man. You should get so. in with Hipstar and all those other fucking douchebags. You know Strike while the iron's hot. You just get in there and go, all right, who's next? You fucking motherfuckers. And just sit there and just ream them assholes and figure out how to throw tomatoes at your face. I got to. Uh, this is what I'll say about the ones that have found me so far and have picked on me so far, like uh, Wind by Two and Softcast and, and even Hipstar. We can't even do Super Chat yet, can we? We don't no. have enough people. No. Well, yeah. not only that, but uh, well, we I, we don't go to YouTube. I don't want to go to YouTube anymore. But here's the thing about the so you go and you listen to their show, and after you listen to their show, you realize that they're just dumb. Like especially like uh, you know, Win by Two, he just gets in there and just starts making up stories. The the funniest thing I do have to say that he did was the one day he says, "Oh, I, John was at uh, Jamingo was over at uh, January 6th. and he's we have proof that Jamingo was at January sixth. Bum bum bum, and he's got videos of the riots, and all of a sudden my head comes up, and I got the headphones on and the microphone like on. South Park. It was just your stupid face like popping up in the corner, like there's Jamingo right there on the grassy knoll. I got I got to say that did make me belly laugh. <laughs> but so a lot of it is just. You know, they're just looking for somebody to pick on. I'm a big target, yeah. which I get. And they're not going to, they can't really hurt me. They can't. I think the problem is we've trained you enough at this point, Jamingo. We've taken a lot of the bite out of you. You still got it, but at least you're willing to focus that uh, not as quickly. But you know, not to just give everybody a fucking bolt barrels. You just give them a warning shot first and go, ah, fucker, 
stupid kid. And then the other thing is I'm getting lazy. Do you, could I go in there and clip their shows and go at the end of a show and, and go in there and do what they do? Of course I could. Could I do it better than they do? Of course I could. But I'm too lazy and I don't feel like it. And they're not really worth the energy. They're not even worth it, to be quite honest with you. Although I do like the idea of Edward and I just doing wheel of show and picking a show and then just uh, basically reviewing the show. Yeah. And then afterwards, you know, giving rep- recommendations to fix the show. I feel like you should do that good cop, bad cop style. Maybe even flip that with the title. Get to see who gets to go which direction. Oh, yeah. Get to say 10 nice things about the show and the other person just gets to shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. All right. Well, we got 11 more episodes of Rubberneckers. I'm looking forward to it because I've never been able to end a show before. I want to pull yeah. clips of old fights and play them. I really want to go out with a bang. We got a few things we're working on, John. We got some time. We got to figure out who's going to be in these last few episodes. I've already had a couple requests that I know I can feel, but I don't know, man. We'll see if we can get some other good ones in there. Mm -hmm. I want to get everybody for the last one. I want all the... Yeah, I, I definitely want all the hosts for the last one. I think that'll fun. work out. That'll be a fun, uh, fun time. Hopefully, everybody pulls through. John, do you want to give everybody uh, your plugs? Where to find any of your uh, podcast info? And well, we episodes? have uh, the Boomer Bunker podcast and the Brand X podcast. If you don't listen, if you've listened to Jody and you don't know me by now, are you kidding me? Come on, there. That's it. <laughs> and hopefully Jody will go and put my links in the in the show notes, but probably not. I might ask AI to do it. I'm usually pretty good about putting in links, you fucker. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jamingo. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show, and that's that. As always, like, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your friend's mom about the show. Go to www.biobaday.com. Use promo code POBOYS. Clean your booty hole like a champion. <laughs> oh, what was the shit you said before the show you want to talk about? This is the fifth pair or something? Fifth pair of pants. Yeah, when you're my age, if you only have to change your pants twice a day, it's been a good day. Today was a five pants day. <laughs> I'm at the age now you can't trust a fart. <laughs> now, I didn't shit myself four times. I'm just saying. It no, was close enough. Yeah. I, someone had spilled water on the floor. I went in there to go to the bathroom. I pick up the whole back of my pants are drenched. That's a pair of pants. Another time I, um, I pulled down my zipper and then I thought, I thought my wiener was out. It really wasn't out. The next thing I know, I was sort of like, Oh my God, look at the front of my pants. So that was two. Oh, I should normally I get way further than this. Yeah. Normally I, what the hell is this thing still in? What's, what's going on? I was here? listening to the episode we did with Pepper. <laughs> Do you remember that when I came back? <laughs> you remember when I pissed on my shirt? Like okay. I came back and it's, it was one of the fucking most terrible things. I come in with no shirt and everybody, nobody said anything. I go, hey guys, I don't know if you noticed, but I don't have a shirt on anymore. I went in there to take a leak and my shirt tail flapped in front of my dick while I was standing there and it just pissed all down the side of my shirt. So Yeah. So I, again, I don't know what happened, but it was, like I said, it was five pair of pants. It was a five pair of pants day. Not a good day. <laughs> oh, it's a bitch Hell getting yeah. old, Jody, but you know what? It beats the alternative. That's right. Ten toes above ground. It's a good day. Jamingo, thank you for coming. 